there was a product that could help you control cravings, burn more fat, boost your metabolism, promote healthy blood glucose levels, lower inflammation, optimize insulin sensitivity, support healthy blood lipid levels, and support healthy blood pressure. Introducing Bellatrim. Bellatrim may be the most comprehensive body transformation product in the world. Weight management is more than calories in and calories out. It's about controlling appetite, having a healthier gut, supporting insulin function, stimulating fat-burning metabolism, and promoting healthy blood lipids and blood pressure. A proprietary blend backed by six clinical studies. Control cravings. Burn more fat. Bellatrim, powered by nature. Backed by science. You walk into this room at your own risk. Because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of the super states that preceded it, it has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. hope that I impressed somebody who I admire, have him on each and every week. Colonel Mills uh, joins us each and every Monday to talk about how the world has changed several times over since last Monday. And he joins me uh, right now from a bunker at an undisclosed location um, with his new mic flag because he's going to be actually broadcasting, of course, on Worldview TV and radio, 
and uh, we're getting ourselves situated. Do we not open that up? Uh, do we not have them ready to go, sir? No, we don't. So hold on one second. Colonel Mills, let me let me do this real quick. Stand by. Let me take care of this. Uh, sir, if you can say hello, we just need to set up one shot. We had a little technical glitch there. Um, hello. Yes. Hello. And please uh, forgive us for the little technical glitch that we have, sir. Oh, oh did he just drop off? Uh -huh. Dude, come on, man. Help me out. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, Mr. Internets. There he is. Fantastic. There he is. He's back. Welcome, sir. Happy Monday to you. Hey, welcome. Uh, welcome again, Pete. Always a uh, good to start a Monday with you. Yes. Um, you know, uh, so so many things to uh, to get caught up on. And that's what I, I, I love about uh, convening with you is so many things happening on many different levels. Um, uh, the, uh, the, the war front, okay, that we have in our top news headline uh, today is a, is a doozy. Um, it has to do with Joe Biden and the circumstances uh, that he has created. He's literally created a scenario right now uh, where my top news headline is Biden has opened up the floodgates of hell. He's created that perfect storm uh, war storm, whether it be the Middle East, whether it be in Ukraine, uh, of course, with the Russia, Russia, Russia thing. So if you could, uh, I'm going to I'm going to throw to you, get us caught up is um, uh, is Israel done blasting the heck out of the the shoeless rock throwing uh, uh, Palestinians that are in deep underground tunnels in Gaza? Is that incursion over? No, it's it's coming to its final. They're going very slowly and deliberately. You know, they uh, they're trying to minimize civilian casualties. They're trying to minimize their own casualties. And this house to house warfare is extremely uh, dangerous. I mean, they had, uh, uh, you know, a week or two ago, you know, almost tw 20 or so. You may want to turn your mic your way because I think uh, it's not picking up your mic. Or, or... Can, you, can you hear me? I can, I can, but it just sounds like it's faint. Maybe turn your mic towards you. We'll see what happens when you do that. Okay, okay. Okay. How about, yeah, can you hear me better? Yes. Can you, can yes. you hear me better? Yep. Okay. Here we go. All right, great. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, they've really tried to uh, minimize casualties, and they've done, I think this is, nasty, urban warfare is always nasty. But they've done very well now. You know, 20 or so of their soldiers were caught uh, in, in a trap where uh, they entered a building that had been uh, already set for demolition by uh, by the Hamas terrorists, and the building collapsed on them. So they've, they've had to be very careful, but they've also been extremely good at uh, uh, notifying. So anybody, anybody who just mindlessly uh, attacks the Israelis for genocide for this or that is, is not really paying attention to what's really going on on the ground. And they're just giving and there's falling prey to this this crazy uh, Palestinian outrage, which is this in the same lineage and heritage as transgenders, as Antifa, as Black Lives Matter. It's the same crazies. You get paid two hundred and fifty dollar a day for protesting been documented uh, at length. Uh, uh, they're paid for outrage. And a lot of that comes from skimmed cash from cannabis operations. Um, mm. 
So the, the Israelis have been very good at, at uh, trying to minifi- minimize casualties. So I think it's coming to a, a closure, but the, the question is next steps as they pursue all vestiges of Hamas. But this is part of a broader campaign. Hamas is just one of, of several players uh, that are under contract to Iran, who's under contract to China, to push Israel and the West out of the Middle East, because China wants to establish its, its initial left limits before they take over the world. And this is serious, and it's real. It's an existential threat to humanity. Um, and, and they do want to take over the world. And uh, everything will become a tributary state of, of the Chinese Communist Party. That's what's going on here. Yeah. So they want, to, they want to establish their left limits as the Eastern Mediterranean. So the... Israel will be forced out. That's what they want. And that uh, no Western ships can even approach the Suez from the Mediterranean without permission. And remember, this is a huge issue. Um, Everybody is paying wartime insurance rates for shipping if they choose to try to run the Gulf of Aden and the Red Sea and not get hit uh, by Houthi and uh, now Al-Shabaab. You know, it's just... There was a, 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 a terrorist attack uh, in Somalia uh, over the weekend uh, because Al-Shabaab and the Houthis are working together along with Sudanese rebels to create a triangulated crossfire to totally dominate the, uh, uh, the passages of the, the Red Sea. Uh, that's what's going on here. Uh, our Navy has been perfect so far in swatting down any missile, rocket, or drone that was deemed a danger, but that doesn't mean we're winning. And uh, um, so this is this is all this is all a master plan of China to shut down passage and create a new left limit to the sphere of influence. Yes. I I don't know if you know. Do you know of the name Lisa Fithian? You ever heard of that name? Or hum me a few bars. That no, just, uh, that's, that's okay. I'm glad you don't know her because she is an important name. Very important. And, and I'll get you up to speed on her. But I, the reason why I bring her up is because I'm seeing the same rinse and repeat methodology. Lisa Fithian, and remember the Transition Integrity Project, and remember all the writings and the entire cabal that came together prior to the 2020 election gamed out everything and said, this is what's going to happen. The election's going to, you know, uh, last for a long time. And President Trump's going to say that it was rigged and blah, 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 leading up to January 6th. But essentially they had planned uh, in a war gaming scenario in advance of 2020, ballot harvesting, all of that stuff. They pre-planned that we have them documented, nailed government employees, uh, you know, big business, all of them prior to 2020 to overthrow uh, the will of the people. All right. Guess what I'm seeing now? Again, once again, Lisa Fithian. Okay, she is a a professor that's been around a long time. Leftist, CIA agitator on the ground. Guess where she was out in front of the Supreme Court saying that if the Supreme Court does not, you know, take out President Trump, an insurrectionist, then there's a plan, essentially. uh, And they're starting their rinse and repeat methodology. And I'm watching this happen. They've got their their wars that they want to launch and give Biden some credibility and take us away from his, you know, lack of mental acuity to, you know, to be the commander in chief, of course. 
They're not prosecuting, but they're pre-positioning themselves once again to steal the election again. And it also includes taking out independent media. There's a big thing that's going on. Of course, they're trying to take out Elon Musk because how dare he offer the free flow of information. They're trying to take out Mike Lindell. How dare Mike Lindell have an independent media outlet that, you know, has the free flow of information. Uh, and by the way, we juke them. They've tried to take out Mike Lindell financially. You know, you know all about that. I mean, they've taken $100 million off the table. They've tried to break him financially. And now we see this Patriot TV emerging uh, that I don't think that they could have ever expected. And that's a big thing. But this is in advance of the 2024 election. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're stopping at nothing. They got Elon Musk. They're calling to the carpet, bringing lawfare upon him to shut down his, you know, his Twitter. And, and, and of course, Tucker Carlson, 200 million people worldwide watched the Vladimir Putin uh, interview that I thought was pretty significant. But do you see them employing the same strategies? And I think it's even more dangerous this time around because they know that they've got one last chance because when president trump comes in i think i think trump is going to have vivek ramaswamy as his axe man uh on the ticket i really see that do you see vivek ramaswamy he's gonna i i he's standing at president trump's shoulder these days uh well and, you, uh, always being a vice or a deputy or choosing a vice or deputy is really it's it's kind of an art and a science. And, you know, one approach is you pick a Mike Pence type who just he brings something to the table, you know, the evangelical vote. Uh, but he's just he's just kind of quiet. He doesn't do anything. Um, but in the end, he choked at the at the one time in American history where all he had to do not not stop, not stop the certification not block the certification, but merely ask for a clarification. All he had to do was ask for a clarification on January 6th. And instead, he towed the uniparty line and, uh, you know, turned on, uh, turned on mega. So that's, that's one thing is to, you know, get up, you know, a relatively quiet, soft-spoken person that comes to the table with a, a you know, a support, Another approach is uh, the Vivek, uh, Vivek approach, and you know he's uh, you know he's uh, he's he's Trump 2.0. I mean he's he's a fire breather, and uh, you know some people are uncomfortable with a deputy or a vice like that because they well he might steal the uh, he might steal the limelight from me. Um, I don't I don't think so. I, I like Vivek, and I think he's a he's a he's a wise choice. Hmm. If you get if you get the Mike Pence route, you're kind of it's a safe bet. And you're just kind of getting somebody there who's a figurehead, but somebody who's a figurehead that at the right moment may choke or the wrong moment may choke. Okay. All right. Here it is. Right, here's a cheap, shameless plug, and I know you'll like it. But if we're at war against the deep state, who you who do you want in the second seat? I a want war. Yeah, yeah. I, 
I want a warrior. Um, there's some other people, and I like, there's a number of choices that have been proffered. I like, and they say, what about this person? What about that person? I, there's a lot of my like, a lot of my like. But I think, uh, Vivek is essentially a, a, a person of means and afflu affluence that doesn't have to depend on donations and the political process to survive. And I mean, just personally, right. Got to put, got to put some food on the table got to have a place to live. So yeah, that's the challenge uh, with some of the others is they're kind of beholden to the political per, uh, uh, process and the, and the money, uh, you know, the money class. And, uh, uh, you know, and Nikki is uh, Nikki Haley is an example of this. I, I I liked Nikki, but until she choked after January 6th and or was it right after, you know, she she uh, all of a sudden quit in protest. And it's like, oh, what what an absolute opportunistic uh, uh, jujitsu. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think she should have just shut her mouth and wrote out the last few days and then if she if she had some concerns, she could have said something. But just that, that was shameless. I mean, it was about to end anyway. So resigning at that point in time was shameless. Um, and, and also, uh, you know, her running right now. I mean, it's she has to put food on the table. I know her husband is military and deployed right now. But uh, um, I'm, I'm just unfortunately, Nikki is kind of, uh, you know, obviously, the nanosecond she stops running, the nanosecond she stops receiving revenue from this process, and she does receive revenue from the donation process. So it's a, it's a good gig. You're going to milk it for as long as possible. Oh, by, by the way, everyone that's repulsed by what, just because everyone, everyone's stuck in this mode, uh, of course, um, that Nikki Haley is, is, you know, taking money off the table, really, uh, from President Trump's efforts. President Trump liked Nikki Haley. He liked her all the way until the point that he didn't. When she said, I'm not going to run against Trump, I'm not going to run against Trump, he liked her. He liked her as the ambassador of the U.N. He liked her uh, all the way up until the point to where she, she turned on him. Right? Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I think as governor, as the U.N. ambassador, I thought she was very effective and very good. Hmm. But, but she kind of, you know, this... Pivoting uh, on a dime because of donors, uh, I think it's you know it's it's dancing like a, a, min a minstrel and uh, you know to the tune of the donors and uh, I think that's it's I think that's shameful. It is uh, you know there there is money in politics. We're never going to get around that. And I have no problem with people making money in the political process, but going to call it when it's just shameless. And you know people are do and and they're. You, not just the the small donor class, which is most of us, but the big donor class. You know, they don't they don't totally understand the game. I've been called by big donors on a number of occasions. Well, who should I give to? What's going on? Just because somebody is a person of means doesn't mean they understand what's going on and uh, know how to properly place. They might have made their their money from things they were experts in or had passions for and they were good in. That doesn't mean they understand what's going on in the political game. And I've tell you what, I've, again, I've been approached by some big donors who've, who've asked for investment advice in the political process. And, uh, 
I'm happy to give my observations, but it's just kind of like, yikes. Uh, uh, you know, right now, Nick, Nikki is just, hey, she's just she's just money class. She's dancing to the tune of the donors. And it is to, you know, who knows who her donors are. Uh, but, you know, she does get uh, she does get financial benefit from this. I have no problem with, you know, she has to put her and her family has to put bread on the table. I have to have a place to live. I get it. But, you know, let's call it for what it is at a certain point. It's shameless. And Nikki, give it up. Go home. As Mark Levin would say, get off the get off the line, you big dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sir. Um, do you sense? And this is where I was going with this um, this 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 thing um, uh, that Biden is doing. He's uh, you know he's opened up the floodgates of hell. On I'm going to make my point here. That's our top news headline today. Um, you know, prior to, you know, world wars, we saw how they shaped up uh, as a result like for, you know, for the survival of certain nations. They have to posture and, of course, see that, you know, uh, for their own survival, they have to, you know, of course, protect themselves. And they've engaged in this world war. And then obviously our side of it, um, we had to, you know, to defend the free world, per se. Right. In World War Two. Um but Biden has failed so miserably, uh, and I believe by design, that he's caused those that want the destruction of the United States, China and Russia, to emerge as essentially superpowers. He's handed Russia, even through Western sanctions, he's now made Russia a superpower, period. I mean, look, look at how he's been able to, the Western sanctions alone have fueled uh, uh, Russia's war. So, so through these failed policies, right? Uh, whether it be you know foreign policies or you know through through wartime sanctions, we're literally handing our adversaries, those that want our destruction, all the of the ammunition that they need. Do you do you agree with that? That as we're well, this is the this is the fool's errand, the fool's dream of the the American enablers of the globalists is they have a vision of how they want the world to be, and they'll do these crazy things to achieve utopia that do nothing but deliver misery for all. Oh. But it's okay; it's the ends justify the means. But now. With the release of the uh, special counsel Robert Hur's report on mishandling of classified documents by Biden, they're having an absolute meltdown because they realize this guy that they've used as their puppet to get their way in the election is an absolute fool and, uh, you know, willful. He didn't get charged with anything. And, you know, the I got a piece coming out in Substack tonight on this here, but it's uh, – the uh, um, they're just outraged that Robert Hur would lace his his report with all these uh, this upfront analysis of the cognitive uh, well-being of Biden. I read the report. It is very unusual for a, a special counsel to talk about such matters. But this is an extraordinary situation, case and circumstance. So I think her uh, did the right thing now. You can't have it both ways. If they're going to give Biden a pass on this, even after the finding was willful, willful retention of documents, not accidental, willful retention and willful use of classified information, that's pretty serious. 
If that's the case, they need to immediately stop any any kind of uh, uh, investigation into Trump on this matter because that was absolute willful, and yet they gave him a pass. So, uh, um, so uh, um, and and but you know, Paul Begala, um, you know, some of this, some of the, uh, you know, I don't like Paul Begala, uh, but you know, you gotta, I always try to, you know, see what he's saying, and uh, also with. Um, Oh, one of the other big, uh, big uh, uh, Obama uh, advisors, James Carville. Carville, but there's another one, uh, the one out of Chicago too. But all of them are having meltdowns, and basically they've abandoned, uh, they've abandoned Biden. So the question is, can Biden be replaced at this point in time? Uh, you know, and my my kids were asking me this question. Can I, I go well? Go ahead. Can I add something to that? Uh, yeah. Okay, just picture this. Uh, I don't see them replacing him because if you were an evil, evil uh, uh, operator behind the scenes, you're Barack Obama and you're running the government and you have somebody like Joe Biden in place just signing off on anything you want. Why would you replace him? <laughs> and, well, and if you're going to rig the election and know that he's going to remain, you know, why would you want to replace him? Yeah, well, let's let's look at the 1968 uh, election as a, as as a somewhat of a historical analog to this. Uh, for those youngins uh, who, who don't know, don't remember the 68 uh, uh, election. Um, you know, essentially after the Tet Offensive, uh, uh, when uh, Johnson, the Democrat president, who took over after Kennedy's assassination. I mean, he had he was fully supported in the Vietnam Disneyland by uh, Cronkite, Dan Rather. It was a great gig going over to Vietnam, do, you know, doing some segments, uh, seeing what was going on. And, hey, you know, this little experiment called Vietnam. Hey, Cronkite, Rather, big media was all behind this experiment because what was uh, Johnson doing? He was doing the Great Society. We're going to have a huge defense budget. And we're going to have to have a huge social spending budget simultaneously. This is where the term guns or butter came from. OK, so and people forget Johnson was the one who massively increased this, the civil presence of the federal government because Kennedy was a hawk and he was a fiscal hawk. So Kennedy was all for a huge military, but he wanted a small government. He was all for a huge military and intelligence to protect America from the external threat, but he did not want uh, spending. He did, he was very, you know, he was fiscally uh, sound. Jo Johnson, when he became president, he goes, hey, really, this is where, because up, in, up through Kennedy, DOD was the predominance of federal spending. It got flipped during the uh, Johnson years where he made civil spending bigger, bigger than defense spending. And he wanted a large defense budget, but he also wanted even larger civil spending. Um, but what happened was after the Tet Offensive in Vietnam in, uh, in, uh, in 68, he dropped out and he put the Democrats in a huge quandary. They had to change candidates essentially, uh, you know, uh, a short time before the uh, convention. I mean, um, how soon I, how soon before how short of a time frame? What time what time uh, window are we looking at? I, I, I don't want to make a misstatement here. I'm going to have to check the historical timeline. Well, well how about uh, how about this election season? Like, is there a time frame where they, they will reach the point of no return? Uh, I think right now it would be messy and uh, it would be 
challenging to put swap out anybody. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying they're not going to do it, but I, I think that was that they. Uh, I think it was Hubert Humphrey. They, Hubert Humphrey. They ran. They put in place, and and he got shellacked by Nixon. He got shellacked by Nixon in '68. So um, I, I think it just it doesn't it doesn't look well for the party to try and swap out. I'm not saying they're not going to do it. But it's difficult. And then and then if you saw the uh, Kennedy, uh, Tony Lyons is the guy behind uh, is the guy behind the Kennedy ad that ran during the Super Bowl. And uh, I thought that was an excellent, excellent uh, uh, political commercial. Now, Kennedy's taking a little bit of heat for that. But that Kennedy had nothing to do with that that uh, ad that ran during the Super Bowl. That was a pack run by Tony Lyons that ran that uh, ran that advertisement. And it was a classic. It was a play on John F. Kennedy's uh, 1960 ad. Uh, it was great. I, 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 we were watching it. I said, that that was a beautiful ad. That was really a well-done ad. And uh, Kennedy, Kennedy took some heat from his own family over it. And he goes, I didn't have anything to do with that. I didn't tell anybody to do that. And he's correct. He did. That was Tony Lyons of a uh, uh, a, a, a pack who runs a pack for uh, you know in, you know trying to get Kennedy, uh, and I think the third party thing is a real. And then you also have the Green Party with Cornell West. Hmm. I think that's going to be the game changer that's going to nullify the fraud in Maricopa, Fulton, and uh, I was at a big event in Pennsylvania on Thursday night, um, and spoke. It was the the Eagle Forum. Uh, Ed Martin, Phyllis Schlafly, uh, America. Um, American Eagle Forum and uh, Eagle, Eagle Foundation, Eagle Forum. It was a great event. You know, the real, it's Bucks and Montgomery County outside of Philadelphia, that, especially Montgomery, that, that is the, the mill that created all the votes for, uh, for Biden um, in uh, 2020. So I think this trying to swap somebody, the third party candidates that are significant, I think that's going to be that's going to help nullify. They're going to try to throw this election, but I think many Americans are on to them, and uh, I think uh, it's going to be harder this time to just so um, falsely create these votes and the and the the one o'clock in the morning spike in votes for the blue team. I think it's going to be much harder this time. Do you think, and I sense a lot of frustration, I'm hearing some grumblings, that Joe Biden is just smoke coming out of his ears because his attorney general couldn't get the deed done and bring prosecutions upon President Trump. Because guess what? The timing of it uh, and the way the quote-unquote trials laid out, even his appeals process, there's no way they're going to be able to put handcuffs on them prior to the election, which is it's kind of sad that that's that was their strategy. But their strategy is blown, is it not? He's not going yeah. to be in handcuffs. I mean, these the the Fulton County case, uh, the local case is is collapsing. Fanny Willis, Fanny, Fanny Willis is shown to be an absolute shill and fraud. Yep. Who uh, who lied, uh, was having an affair with uh, her, the primary prosecutor who has almost zero experience prosecuting, misuse of government funds, coordinating with the federal government, which there are potential legal issues right there. Um, that's collapsing. Um, Jack Smith, Smith's case is, I don't know. I don't think I've seen a good infographic of the, the different legal attempts, but even the uh, you know these bazillion dollar findings uh, in the in the gene. Uh, uh, who's the lady? Um, 
Uh, yeah, the crazy wing nut, the eighty-four million dollar. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the, what is it? The the uh, uh, the 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 Price is Right clearinghouse sweepstakes winner. Yeah, they're, just, they're just making up these numbers. So <laughs> Alvin Alvin Bragg is just you know another person who clearly has been coordinating his cases with the federal government. Clearly is a um, just an absolute shill for political lawfare. And, uh, you know, I think in the end, they're, they're just trying to chew up resources. This is the game. And where do they, they, they where do they get all these resources? Well, they get them from Soros and they get them from this constellation of NGOs that derive all this money from blue overspending. This is where all the church groups and everybody gives it. Believe me, one way or another, uh, there's uh, these nonprofits that get money for resettling illegals. Guess what? They kick back money to the blue team one way or another i mean the irs is totally uh you know willfully in on the blue scam and even if they aren't they're totally overwhelmed they can't keep up with it by the time they discover something they've already moved on you know several steps down the road you have a conveyor belt of scams for money laundering and you know the whole open borders thing it's not just human trafficking it's it's one more way to stick in and uh, stick their beak in and feed from the from the uh, American citizens pocket through uh, largesse from the different uh, all the different grants that go out so I would say at this point it's pretty early on but it's pretty overwhelming I mean if you look at the uh, the primaries uh, uh, with South Carolina uh, coming up, that's going to be he's going to be five and zero. Oh. Has any uh, president, presidential candidate, ever started out with five primaries locked down? Have they ever? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is it's hard to measure. This is so uh, historically unusual. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, Nikki is only in the in the in the race at this point in time because she knows the nanosecond she stops she stops receiving money for the family and uh, again i don't begrudge her trying to survive but you know her husband's on deployment right now i mean how much money does she need to survive i mean if they overspent and have a huge house and mortgage well that's their problem and uh um so i i uh it's a game. It's a charade. She's just in because of anti-Trumpers that are funding her, yeah. and she's she's done. She's toast. I mean, she's yeah. uh, she. Everybody realizes she's a bit Romney. Now, uh, if if you're um, G and Putin, sir, um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring his. And by the way, I'm glad we did never have. And we'll talk about general, you know, major topics and stuff. But you and I don't. We don't say, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. We talk about current events, and it's not scripted. So when I ask you a question, I know you've got the acuity to be able to say, yeah, Pete, you're, you're right. These are factors. So if you're Xi and Putin, this is a dangerous situation because you know that President Trump's coming on very strong. They only have a matter of weeks, really, at this point, to do what? To, to consolidate, because you got multiple countries involved in this Middle East thing. They got their proxies moving. Uh, Putin and Xi are out of business once President Trump comes in, period. If they're going to do their dirty deeds, they better get it done now. And they have a certain window of opportunity, yes or no? Well, yeah, yeah. As, as bad as we have it, you got to always consider the factors uh, that uh, 
are addressing again. There is, I, I, I still keep see people questioning this and, you know, is the no limits agreement, the no boundaries agreement, is it really a formal treaty? I mean, what do you need at this? I mean, this is people on our side of the aisle go, I'm not sure there's actually an agreement between Putin and Xi to topple America. It's the no limits agreement from November of 21. Yes, in spirit and letter, their mission, their goal is to topple America, period. Yes. That means they want to take over, okay? Yes. China has been, is at war with the United States of America, and they, the, per their own documentation, have said this is how we're doing it, right under their noses, to where they don't even recognize. It's fifth-generational style warfare, unrestricted style warfare, and they are at war with us. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is uh, this is the game, and uh, they are. Uh, um, everybody goes, well, I don't see any bombs and missiles landing on U.S. territory. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, conflict can have many forms. It is not just bombs and missiles. Wake up. Wake up and uh, get, think a little deeper about these matters here. You know, you got uh, – it is absolutely in play. But, you know, we, and we just had uh, – um, uh, FBI Director Ray and DHS CISA um, Director Jen Easterly give testimony about all the pre-placement of, pre of malware uh, by China, essentially. And, and they were pretty, Ray and Easterly were pretty clear. But hey, where were these clowns, uh, you know, two years ago, and even a year ago when this was first publicly announced? You know, which, which means a year or two in advance about that, they knew about this. And uh, so, that, ladies and gentlemen, this is all unrestricted warfare to topple America. But as bad as we have it, you always have to realize how does what's going on with the other team. The other team is under great duress. She is the top dog. He is the leader. Everybody else works for him. Russia. I still pe get people saying, oh, Russia doesn't. Russia dominates China. Are you kidding me? It's one-twentieth of the GDP. One-twentieth. Okay. Yes. They are a rounding error in the in the economic capability of China. They are a round, minor rounding error. Okay, they're 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 a convenience store supplying uh, gasoline to people to come in to uh, fill up their pumps, yeah, equivalent to China. I mean, Russia yeah. can supply oil. That's great. Okay, we'll be your convenience store. We'll be your you know your Seven Eleven with a gas pump out front, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's a, that's a great analogy, but it's it's. It's Russia, it's North Korea, it's Venezuela, and Iran. That's what's going on right now. That is the other team. Can I add something to it? Yes. And you, uh, you, I take it you listen to Vladimir Putin talking of the relationship between Russia and China? Did you hear his uh, his interview with Tucker Carlson? Uh, yeah, but okay, what, what were... He pointed, he pointed out something. He said, of, of course we're allies. We share a border. We coexist and we work real well together. We share a huge border uh, between each other, Russia and China. Of course, it's a we're yeah. neighbors. <laughs> yeah. when, when China when China looks at Russia, you know what they think? Lunch. Yeah, that's what they think. Yeah, they, they look at a depopulating country 
that has a lot of unused land and they, they, they are happy uh, to use Russia and then devour them at the right moment, believe me. Uh, no, people forget, they, the Russia and China went, uh, were clo the closest thing to nuclear war was not, uh, was, not, uh, um, was not necessarily the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. It was the 68-69 uh, border conflict between uh, Russia and China. People forget about that. That, that, was, that was very close to nuclear exchange uh, between those two. And, and at that time, China didn't really have nuclear weapons, or they were very simple and right. hard to deliver. But, right. uh, um, but yeah, you know, uh, Putin is uh, – is, I mean – the, the, the war in Ukraine is essentially a stalemate at this point in time. I, I just people keep on saying Russia's winning, um, and I don't think they. I don't know where they're coming up with that. It's it's on the ground. It's a stalemate. It's a bloody stalemate. Ukraine in the air has totally shut down the the Russian air force and much much of the Russian missile missile Is that, is that true? And, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the Russians, uh, the Russian manned air force has been decimated. By, uh, by Ukraine. They can't even, you know, they have been wiped out and, and Ukraine has shown an ability to reach deep into Russia and knock and wipe out aircraft on the flight line. So this has happened over and over again. Mm -hmm. uh, so Russia's air force is, is doesn't even come close, rarely crosses into Ukrainian territory because they get shot down. Um, you know, Ukraine. But, but has Ukraine just uh, been decimated in the you know the wood chipper. Forget about the meat grinder. A meat grinder, I think, is 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 too too pleasant. It's a wood chipper. There's just sending bodies in there and just losing them. So human resources aspect of it. Uh, Ukraine as have they not been at least? I mean, I don't know the answer to this because I have to go by the I war think, propagandists. I think, the, I think the, the, the 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 static battle lines explain everything. Neither side has has decisive advantage on the ground. Neither side. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, oh, Russia's Russia had horrible losses. I, I would say tactically, there's a lot of cases where the Ukrainians have shown great achievements and innovation. Uh, but you got to just the, the ground battle is essentially static. Um, hmm. um, slight advantage to Ukraine because of their creative use of long range fires, and they have had some tactical successes, successes pushing across near Kherson in the south. Um, but uh, they've, they've totally annihilated the Russian Navy in the Black Sea. I mean, over and over again, they have used drones to uh, to decimate uh, decimate the Russian Navy, totally obliterated the Russian Navy. It's non-existent. Um, and, uh, but that doesn't mean that Putin is giving up, that Putin has a lot of resources. He's, he's, he doesn't care how many people he loses, but I would say the next move by Russia is toward Kaliningrad. That's that's the next step. It's not in Ukraine. It's toward Kaliningrad. Okay. So that's that's the Russian move. But China, um, China's under great duress. They're you know. Is it is it a fact? Now, by the way, you're a retired uh, military colonel. Uh, you have sources of information, open source, of course, but uh, that may not necessarily be right in front of us. Like we have to see in our Facebook feeds and our Twitter feeds, information is coming. It's all war, war propaganda. We can't make a determination as to what's going on because we've been pretty much North Koreaized as far as war propaganda over overseas. That's why it was great to hear from Vladimir Putin. At least you could hear directly from him. Whether it's be truthful or not, at least you get to hear it from him. 
but we have been immersed in war propaganda. So it's difficult for us to determine who's winning and who isn't, isn't it? Isn't that true? I think the bat on the ground, the battle lines explain everything. They've been static. That, that, that is true. And this is what I... Uh, and tell me if I'm wrong. Well, Vladimir Putin hasn't launched, you know, and he could do this, but it's very expensive to do that. His hypersonic missiles that he would have, those are, you know. Uh, some, he's, a, he's actually he's actually launched those a number of times. And what's has he kind of. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Kinzhal has been fired a number of times. And, get, and what's stunning is older generation patriots have knocked them down over and over again, which we we even we were not expecting. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so older generation patriots have shown to be effective against the vaunted Kinzhal hypersonic missile. Yeah, that's happened multiple times. OK, uh, I yeah. knew very little about that. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's it's it was a surprising uh, uh, development that. Uh, and again, you know, people say things like that and people come unglued. You're just a shill for Zelensky and the globalists. And the WF. I said, get over it, people and start. <laughs> No, the facts are the facts. I mean, if Russia's trying to advance into Kiev and they're, you know, they're firing hypersonics and they're getting shot out of the sky by patriots, I mean, I, that's a fact. I mean, that, yeah. if that's true, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm not, I am not in any way, a, uh, people say, you're, you're, you're siding with the Ukrainians. I'm not siding with anybody, okay? And until we have a dedicated IG, now a, an inspector general has been appointed, but what I don't like is, it is the DOD IG. So that means they're dual had it. So no, we need a dedicated IG to investigate all the fraud, waste of abuse, malfeasance Huge. Of, of, of the aid. And that's why I say, I've been very clear on that. No more aid until I wasn't using the term dedicated. Yeah. But, uh, but, but I guess I have to use the word dedicated because they've done this artful trick where the DOD IG is also the IG for Ukraine. No, no, that's total... There's no way a single person can handle both jobs. So you need a dedicated IG for investigate the. Uh, you know, I, I I need to I need to ask you this. We're limited in time, so that, that's why I'm kind of jumping out there because I want to make sure that we end on this note. Um, you know, you, you hear you know Chuck Schumer, and you hear all these these other people that say, "Oh, we have to you know pour money into the you know and our borders wide open." As a matter of fact, the border bill is now that let's throw money at all the wars, you know, Ukraine and, and Israel. Do we really have to just pump so much money into Ukraine to go up against Vladimir Putin? Do we really have to do that? What's your opinion? Well, I've always been impressed by Ukrainian innovation. So one, they are great innovators. They're going to make do with what they have, for one thing. Uh, that Those resources that get to them aren't skimmed or sold or whatever. Um, but uh, two, you notice uh, Zelensky has been very hot on corruption here recently. Why? It's because of, well, it's people who say things like no aid until there's an, an absolutely dedicated IG and staff to investigate all the fraud, waste and abuse. OK, so those those talk like that is getting his attention and he is canning people and uh, stuff like that. But uh, um, I'm sorry, the battle lines are static. I, I'm not I'm not throwing the Ukrainians or the Russians under the bus. They have a static, bloody ground war. And I think, unfortunately, uh, it's going to stay at that for a while. So what is the American imperative at this point in time? You know, this is and also I've said, uh, you know, the only aid we give is to ensure equivalency and a fair fight. 
That was achieved a year and a half ago. Okay, a year and a half ago. So I'm uh, I'm not I'm not a fan of any more aid until there's a, a dedicated IG and staff, and the American Southern border is the number one priority. Okay, sure. Um, now uh, take some time here as we as we close down. You got a lot of stuff going on. I know. As a matter of fact, I was talking to uh, Brandon. Were you doing an interview with Brandon on Sunday? On a Sunday? Right. right, right. So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, with the, the Gen uh, General Flynn. Oh, General so, Flynn, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was on with General Flynn and Brandon and Rob Manis. And uh, so uh, uh, that's that was two Sundays in a row uh, that, I, that I was on with uh, with the General. Busy. So, uh, we got Patriot, Patriot TV. That's going to be really important as an independent media outlet that really at this point they can't take out because I don't even think they saw that coming. It's a huge thing. Um, you're going to be on Patriot TV, Patriot TV Radio. You're on Worldview uh, uh, Radio. You've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so, so tell everybody how they can find you, where you're at, and this is such an important time. Listen, we need everybody as this content comes out and we get this information. Hey, listen, the information that you just relayed regarding the realities of the stagnancy of this battle between, you know, Ukraine and, and Russia. I mean, the facts are the facts are the facts. You can see there's really no advancements uh, from either side. It's a dangerous time even still, uh, but those are the facts. So tell everybody how, to, how they get in touch with you. Give us marching orders, how we stay close to, you know, you keeping up with these events here. You're, you're not, you're working seven days a week now. Is that correct? Uh, I work pretty much. Uh I work Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. I'm kidding on that. Yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I'm yeah, late. right. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> uh, I, I come in late and then take off early to make up for it. Um, <laughs> the the, uh, the uh, no, I'm pretty much as needed throughout the day. Uh, I'm, I'm Dwight Schrute. I'm 24 seven. Uh, no, no vacation or holidays, but. Colonel Rhett John, Substack Getter and Truth. Colonel Rhett John, Substack Getter and Truth. The books are War Against the Deep State and The Nation Will Follow. Signed copies on Lindell. Use uh, code Pete uh, on Lindell uh, to get the signed copies. Otherwise, you can just go straight to Amazon um, um, and uh, uh and uh, get the books there, but you know, you'll you'll see me in a number of I'm I'm, I'm on a number of media sources, uh, and uh, so you'll see me in a number of places. I got a major article coming out this week in National Interest, uh, so I'm uh, excited about that because this is this is going to be a big one, and it shows the weaponization of civil air traffic by the Chinese, a, a an adjustment to civil air traffic routes that they are doing intentionally to create an accidental shoot down yeah. or misunderstanding. Uh, but also and, that, and I'm sorry, I forget the uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 channel. Uh, I say the channel. It's M. Is it M three hundred five or something like that? What what is it? Uh, yeah, yeah uh, 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 the air, air 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 traffic southbound route is M five hundred three. M five hundred. I said three hundred five. Yeah. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, this is you know, most people say, oh, that's interesting. Air traffic control minutia and house cleaning. Who cares? No, mm -hmm. it's, it's this is you're weaponizing. They're intentionally putting civil air traffic at risk 
So if 300 people, innocent civilians get shot down on an airliner, they couldn't care less as long as it creates the provocation they need for the actual invasion of Taiwan. Yeah. But they're also, they got eight balloons they, they, that are over Taiwan now. That's all, they're trying to find the, uh, they're trying to find the Taiwanese M1 tanks. They're trying to find the 200 U.S. special operators that are on the ground uh, training the Taiwanese right now. Um, so that's the public count is 200. I think the truth might be a little bit different. Um, so, uh, but we're, 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 you know, why, why the heck do they use balloons? Well, well, satellites, I understand, unless they're in geosynchronous orbit, which they won't be, you can't have a geosynchronous enemy satellite over your country. Is that why they use balloons? Cause they have uh, satellites that pass over obviously. Well, okay. So quick history. Their balloons are based on Google's Project Loon. I was at I was at Google in 2012 as a government person receiving a brief on Project Loon, and I said, "Hold on a second here. This is the CIA's uh, Project Skyhook from the 50s." And and the Google Project Manager said, "Yep, we actually FOIA'd the uh, CIA plans, and uh, and but now we use our advanced algorithmics." And propulsion devices, so you could actually maneuver a balloon. It's the bottom line. It's a much cheaper, uh, pervasive uh, capability. They're doing doing even a low Earth orbit micro satellites is still pretty expensive. Sure. So the balloons, if you look at the cost, the balloons are you know and pretty. Uh, the Taiwanese have, have been coy. Uh, I believe the Taiwanese have actually shot down some of the balloons, but you. That they've never said that they're very the Taiwanese are very coy about they, they don't want to speak very little about what they're doing uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Taiwanese have shot down a few but it's it's relatively they can maneuver them using the uh, the different uh, air currents and directions at different altitudes they can move the air balloon up and down and they do have some propulsion devices that that very slowly can help maneuver the balloons but again bottom line it's Far less expensive to do that than to uh, even put up, you know, you know, micro satellites in low Earth orbit. Yes, yes, sir. Th th I tell you what, we did an entire hour. It always goes by like that. I always enjoy speaking with you. Thank you very much. We covered a lot of ground here, um, but you know, I'm going to say this again. Go to mystore.com. All right, uh, just because the Entire establishment deep state apparatus is after Mike Lindell. Doesn't mean we pile on and and uh, go after him too. We got to stay uh, with him. I mean, he's got you know obviously great products uh, at my store, great products at my pillow. Uh, he's got a great independent media outlet that they're trying to take out on many different levels. Uh, but we got We got to stick together right now. Is an important time to do that. And sir, thank you for. Uh, for your time and coming on. I really appreciate it. Hey, Pete, always, always uh, an honor. Always look forward to 09 Eastern Standard oh, on yeah. Monday and, morning. And guess what? We kick off as soon as uh, Brandon has asked me uh, to help kick off the radio side of Patriot. It's Patriot TV Radio. We're going to be having a morning show that kicks off at 9 a.m. Monday through Friday live. So, uh, you'll be there with me when we when we do that for the first broadcast. So thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you, Pete. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay right there. A lot to cover. We're going to hear from Frank Gaffney Jr. too. 
on the other side of the break. I don't want you to go away. Oh, my goodness. Burn it down. Sounds too radical. Now, you know what? We got to get rid of the deep state and rebuild it to a system of our liking in favor of we the people. Right? So everybody stay right there. We'll be right back. Burn it down. Jones, and you're listening and watching the Pete Santilli Show. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried my coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence, and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the high highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. And I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. G'day, I'm Dr. Mark Miller for Bella Grace. And I'd like to have a chat with you about Bella Trim our comprehensive weight management product. Now, most people early on will register a reduction in cravings associated with Bellatrim. How does it do that? Well, it does it by changing the levels of hormones that are associated with either hunger or satiety. It lowers the levels of ghrelin, a hunger hormone, and it raises the levels of GLP-1, the satiety hormone. As a result of that rebalancing act, you have fewer cravings. Net result, fewer trips to the snack cabinet where you may eat something that you shouldn't. It's comprehensive, it does a lot more than that, but there is an absolutely fascinating action on a metabolic switch called AMP kinase, AMPK. AMPK is associated with the preferential burning of fat as a metabolic fuel. 
And as a result, you have a reduction in visceral fat and, and reduction in waist circumference. It does more than that. It also helps regulate blood glucose. Blood glucose is a huge factor in weight management. And it does that by optimizing the actions of insulin. It also affects blood lipids. It lowers LDL, lowers triglycerides, all of those bad cholesterols that you hear about, at the same time as raising the levels of HDL, the good cholesterol. In addition for cardiovascular health, it also helps normalize blood pressure. There's more to it than that, though. It also improves your microbiome. We do that by several ways. One, there's an ingredient in there that stimulates greater diversity. And the other one is prebiotics, FOSS and GOSS, that help feed the good bacteria, gentrify your microbiome. So, Bella Trim, comprehensive. Enjoy it. Cheers. I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from my pillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. I'm Alex Jones, and you're listening and watching the Pete Santilli Show. Chairman for the Center for Security Policy. It's a nonpartisan organization. Uh, the champions peace through strength. Uh, he's also the vice chairman of the uh, committee on the present danger, China, and host of Securing America on Real America's Voice with Frank Gaffney. Of course, I'm a big fan of his. I've always said that. Uh, I have until most recently, uh, just because of things going on with uh, uh, the wedding and some changes. I haven't followed every episode, but I normally do. I suggest you catch his show on Real America's Voice, and he joins me, uh, barring any scheduling conflicts, uh, weekly to get caught up and help make sense of what's going on in the world. Frank, it's been a little bit. Uh, welcome back, sir. Um, a lot of Thank stuff you, has happened since the last time you and I got together. Um, you know, I, I think I'd like it, to say it has something to do with the fact that we haven't been together, but unfortunately, it's uh, <laughs> other forces are at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. The you know, we went from last time I think I spoke with you, you called me. There was a success story in that they pulled the New York Stock Exchange pulled, I think, because of the public outrage, uh, the NACs and then they. We could spend an entire hour on what they've done, almost even more damaging. Like, for instance, um, Singapore issuing the licensing for ABAX for the, I don't know if you know about this, the commodities exchanges have now been offshored. You know, Chicago, Mercantile, and New York, 
the center hubs for commodities uh, uh, trading now is being offshored with all of the biggest banksters around the world getting ready for the de-dollarization led by the BRICS nations and China and all that. So that is has happened. So a big win with the NACs. And then, of course, we got to chase the other things that they're doing around the world, this globalist consolidation of power in the monetary markets. But, sir, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm going to be your humble student as I, w I always like to be, uh, let's let's get caught up on some major, major developments in Washington, D.C., those 10 square miles and the geopolitical circumstances around the world. Sir. Sure. Well, uh, thank you for mentioning this offshoring point. I, I was unaware of it, so I'll have to go to school on that. A-B-A-X-X. Yes, sir. A-B-A-X-X. A-B-A-X-X. Oh, yeah. A-B-A-X. Um, just announced here within the past uh, 48 hours or so. But anyways, okay. um, we'll catch up. Yes, sir. Um, look, I, I, the kinds of things that are most important inside this 10 square mile area, I think at the moment is that we're watching uh, the unraveling of Mitch McConnell's uh, time as the ranking uh, Republican in the Senate of the United States. Um, it's it's a spectacular um, ending, I believe, uh, in the form of uh, this so-called border bill. And I believe you have a copy of it at hand yes. that has been um, cooked up at his direction by Senator James Lankford of Oklahoma mm -hmm. and a couple of Democrats uh, behind closed doors, but with the active you know, connivance of uh, both Chuck Schumer, the Senate Democratic leader, and Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, uh, and withheld from their colleagues. And uh, when some of its contents were leaked a few weeks ago to our friend Rosemary Jenks of the Immigration Accountability Project, uh, she was denounced as a conspiracy theorist and having made this stuff up, and it's no, mm. nothing to what she was warning is coming. It's not only that she was right on the money in important respects, but they actually made it worse than she had been uh, told. And uh, it has gotten to a point now where the guys who were engineering this for Mitch McConnell and for Chuck Schumer uh, are so out of touch with the American popular mood and i don't mean really just republicans though that's obviously the case but also a lot of a lot of democrats who think the idea of continuing to admit five thousand illegal aliens a day um on the argument that that somehow exercises some control where none exists at the moment uh, that that would be acceptable to the public um, is is now so demonstrably wrong that I'm told when this is scheduled to be offered, though it may have uh, the plans may have changed, that that neither Mitch McConnell nor James Lankford were planning on voting for it. In fact, I think Mitch McConnell said in a private meeting with his Republican caucus uh, yesterday or so that he wouldn't recommend they vote for it. 
either. So this this is, I hope, the end of the line for Mitch McConnell. Uh, Senator Mike Lee uh, from Utah has been trying to get him uh, unseated for some time. This might just provoke 25 members of the Republican caucus in the Senate to say enough. And uh, it's it's high time they did enough. Uh, the term that was uh thrown out there was the compromise you have to make com- and we heard schumer uh while on one side he's talking about compromise and on the other side of his mouth he's threatening to kill americans in a war with russia and flat out saying that we have to win this war frank when was the last time you heard of a declaration of war by the united states against russia well, I'm not sure there's ever been a time when we declared war against Russia. Exactly. Uh, you know, we were in a Cold War with the Soviet Union, but that sure. was undeclared, mostly. And uh, the previous uh, role was uh, we were allied with them uh, yeah. during World War II, of course. But I, I, I just want to say, I think that what we're seeing in Chuck Schumer's comments, and those of Joe Biden, for that matter, uh, and his administration are signs of uh, desperation because uh, they were expecting to have this fig leaf put into place by their controlled Republican opposition in the Senate that would enable them essentially to finesse going forward um, the devastation that the administration and its allies on the Hill have created over the past three years by essentially eliminating our southern border and arguably making even more porous the northern one. You know, as you mentioned, uh, uh, making allowances and not even considering it an emergency, uh, making it the norm to accept um, 5,000, 5,000 encounters, they say. And I don't know if you read some of the fine print in there. There were specific sections that said that they will not include in the count. It has to be a consecutive seven days, averaging 5,000. Uh, but they will not count uh, the those that are coming from countries that are uh, those non-contiguous countries, meaning that, you know, if you're from Hawaii, you know, it's not going to be included because it's detached from the United States for the viewer that doesn't understand the non-contiguous part. Can you imagine that all of these passports that are on the other side of the border, they're being coached with cards saying, do not bring your identification and let anybody know where you're coming from. How are they going to be able to track where these people are from? And do you think that they're going to be coached to say, I'm from Azerbaijan and therefore not be included in the total count? It's literally written right into the bill to exclude that from the count. Outrageous. Do I think they will be coached? Oh, that's what their escort service, known as the cartels, do. They coach these. And and the non-governmental organizations as well. They're coached at every step of the way. That's right. Look, this is an exercise in extreme cynicism. Mm -hmm. And it has fallen uh, a cropper, I think, I hope, um, simply because the American people have had their fill of this entire enterprise. And it's not just those people who have the misfortune of being in the places that were formerly known as border states. It's the entire country because every state is a border state now, as you know, Pete. And as a result, it's touching everybody's lives. It's touching everybody's pocketbooks. It's uh, costing us dearly and it will do so infinitely more 
Oh, yeah. If we take into account what those who are believed now to be here in multiple divisions strength, mm-hmm. namely People's Liberation Army personnel yes. in China, yes, um, and untold numbers of jihadis uh, actually begin waging war on us from inside our country. Oh, yeah. Uh, Military-aged males we've had on the ground, uh, reporters down in the Darien Gap and at those locations where uh, the very suspects uh, and, 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 of course, uh, those that remain uh, very covert, Chinese CCP nationals speaking in a certain language, not disclosing, but they're, they've got meetup locations, they've got great communication tools, very, very concerning part of this invasion. Sir, the bill for me. Uh, and when I read through it, what it did not contain a couple of important things. Nothing to address the fentanyl uh, drug trafficking issues over the border. Nothing, border. Nothing to contend with the cartels that have basically become uh, a part of the administration. Uh, they're, they're the little army that's helping to facilitate this thing. They're working directly with them. Uh, nothing to contend with the human trafficking aspects and the child trafficking aspects. Missing 100,000 children and never addressing it in 370 pages. Out outrageous what's not contained in the bill is even more concerning to me how about you well i I don't know whether it's more concerning than what's in the bill but either way (laughs) um the trouble is this is a terribly defective piece of legislation Mm -hmm. and it it just has to be the end of the line for the people who perpetrated it or tried to at least and uh, i think there is a chance that mitch mcconnell could fall from power at long last and and by the way that should have happened years ago not least because of his part of uh, the his role as part of the captured elite of the chinese communist party that's unconscionable that a guy who professes to be a Republican and to be a leader of Republicans, no less, right. is anywhere near right. the Chinese Communist Frank, Party. Frank, we, 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 we have controlled lim- assets. Are we going. have li- limited time. I just want I want you to comment on this uh, quickly. Am I am I uh, gauging things correctly when they come out and they say this was a nonpartisan effort and there were compromises made? When I look at it and I see the Republicans that they involve in the negotiations are not running for reelection. They've got they have to, they can expend their political capital because they can just cash tokens. They are not up for reelection. Those are expendables as part of an effort to help the left who loves this bill, whatever this leftist Marxist agenda is. And they're using their token Republicans to get it done. I don't see the compromise. I don't see the bipartisanship. It's one way. And I say in opposition to popular support. I couldn't agree more. And, yeah. and again, think of it not so much as well, it's not nonpartisan, as bipartisan, I think, is what they're professing. But it's really all the uniparty. It's it's the controlled opposition that passes for Republicans in the United States Senate yeah. combined with the people they work for, the Democrats. Yeah, yeah. But they're saying it's bipartisan. No, it's not. It's all one sided. The uniparty 
pushing right. towards the Marxist agenda. The military is helping to facilitate this stuff. Is that not concerning to you that our U.S. military suffering from the terminal disease of wokeism is also helping to facilitate this invasion? Uh, there's no accountability for where these people are being distributed to. And I would say if we plotted it out on a map, what, let's conspiracy theorize. Would you say that they're heavily distributing into battleground states, you know, to help with uh, with the election, possibly? Uh, I mean, where are these people going? Uh, you know, I haven't closely studied this, but uh, I, I'm sure that they're going in very sizable numbers, if not overwhelmingly, to so-called red states. Yes, Republican states, mm -hmm. uh, the battleground states, you know, uh, probably are among them, um, but most of them are kind of purple. But let's face it, um, if you can create voters out of this population, you can turn red states into blue states, not just purple states. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the agenda here. Yes, sir. Uh, the Biden administration, as we know them to be, I say that they're an illegitimate administration that has such disdain for the American people and American culture, everything uh, as to our way of life. They're absolutely decimating it, destroying it economically, politically. You know, they're trying to say that they want unity. I will not unite. I'm going to take the Jesus approach and go to the Pharisees and say, you've overstayed your welcome. You've overstepped your boundaries. And we're here to divide from that completely. But the Biden administration uh, on the world stage um, and how they're handling these incursions in Iraq with the Houthis and everything in the Middle East um, uh, are destroyed. They're destroying our relationship with Israel. They're betraying Israel. Um, speak uh, to that and let's let's have that discussion in the remaining moments because it is an, a disastrous administration uh, yeah. diplomatically and on the world stage. Look, I, I call it, as I think I've said on the show, uh, the Obama-Biden 3.0 oh, yeah. administration. This is, uh, a colleague of mine, Bill Walton, said on our show today, um, Joe Biden is a hologram. Yeah. Used to kind of di disconceal the royal role that's being played by Barack Obama in all of this. Uh, consistent with Barack Obama's agenda towards both Iran and Israel in this third iteration, especially where he's not directly responsible for it, um, we're seeing not only the appeasement and the enrichment and the emboldening of the Iranian mullahs, we're watching something that is uh, I believe now constituting an existential threat to the very survival of the Jewish state. Oh, yeah. And I just wanted to commend to your audience, if I may, um, an incredibly important article that my colleague Carolyn Glick has written at the Jewish News Syndicate. You can find it at JNS.org. Um, it's about the 360 degree assault of the uh, U.S. government against Israel at the moment. And she goes through, I think, something like 12 different lines of attack that the Biden team is perpetrating, uh, any one of which would be a problem. Uh, but especially when you put them all together, uh, including notably, get this, Pete, 
as I'm sure you're aware, and I hope your audience is as well, an actual effort being mounted in our name by the Biden administration to bring down the duly elected government of Israel, namely Benjamin Netanyahu's uh, government. And, and, you know, all this talk about democracy and commitment to democracy and preserving democracy, these guys want to destroy it in a sovereign and friendly government, to be clear. And the key thing about this is as they've pursued this, they have uh, now uh, sought to create within Israel some kind of political uh, alternative that does not enjoy, by any stretch of the imagination, a majority support of the Israeli people. Mm-hmm. What they want to do is just create further chaos inside of Israel in time of war. And you go through these other things that they're doing, uh, you know, uh, trying to impose a ceasefire, trying to, you know, cut back on the armaments that we're sending to Israel in its time of need. The insistence on humanitarian aid that is going 60 percent of it, 70 percent maybe to Hamas directly, Mm -hmm. you know, not the suffering people of Gaza and insisting that those people stay in Gaza, which is, of course, one of the things that Hamas is keen on because it gives them those human shields. All of these and many more are things that the United States government, I believe, without any mandate from the American people, oh yeah, there are jihadis and there are radical leftists who've been out in the streets and blocking traffic and otherwise threatening the administration or for that matter, other Americans. But the vast majority of our country, opinion polls suggest even among Democrats still, a majority, very slender majority and much less than in the Republican ranks, but even Democrats favor the Jewish state of Israel. They do not favor its destruction. And yet that is what this administration is trying to bring about. It's unconscionable and it must stop. Okay, can we speak of the obvious? And um, you, you were the um, uh, President Ronald Reagan's assistant secretary of state in charge of international security policy, sir. Back then, and excuse me, in the Defense, the Defense Department. Department. Yes. Uh, then and now, who is the most important strategic partner in the Middle East? Who is it? Well, far and away, it's the state of Israel. Period. Uh, as, as we put that in in jeopardy, and, and thereby, I mean, could you imagine if we allow the caliphate to flourish and them to receive all the funding that Joe Biden likes to send in pallets to countries like Iran? Look, I mean, look at the differences in policy. President Trump speak, speaks in very simple terms. He said, "Guess what? I cut off their money flow. They didn't have any money to do anything terrible. It's pretty simple. You start handing them billions of dollars. What do they do with it? How do they spend the money?" So. So, sir, could I just make a quick point? Please, yeah. This this may sound as though it's unimaginable that, that we must be making this up. That that it's so out of touch with reality, and yet, look at Afghanistan. Look at what the Biden administration did to surrender that long-suffering allied nation. No, nowhere near as the importance in terms of its uh, reliability 
it, it in fact is a Sharia supremacist place, and it's reverted to form now in the absence of the United States. But think about the consequences that have flowed from that relatively minor abandonment of an ally. And I think multiply it many, many times in terms of its strategic import. We must not allow this to happen. And that means we must stop it now. Yes. And uh, also, I'm pretty keenly aware of how they traffic humans uh, as well as launder money, sir. And back to the border bill uh, again through uh, this border bill is primarily funneling pallets and pallets and tens of billions of dollars in cash that you know they're catching on the other side. Joe Biden's got his mill set up. And then the NGOs that they have distributed, it's their mechanism to launder money. They have funneled through this bill, they want to funnel tens of billions of dollars to help facilitate the distribution of human beings trafficking in the interior. This is how they operate on the left with their partners known as NGOs, do they not? They do. And um, and to an astonishing degree, they're being supported uh, in doing that by your tax dollars mm-hmm. going to Christian and, and uh, various uh, denominations, uh, charitable organizations. Uh, it's a scandal. And in the process, they're imperiling our country, too. It's not it's not just Israel. It's not just Taiwan. It's not just other freedom loving nations. It's our own country as well that is now at risk. The, 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 the differences, unlike they were before blue dog Democrats and Republicans, you know, of course, that political discourse, you know, through that synthesizes, you know, through compromise, you know, a result that is, you know, uh, uh, equally beneficial to both parties. We don't have that anymore. We have a regime that does not favor preserving our way of life, protecting our even our infrastructure uh, regime change. Okay, not in a radical sense, but we need regime change. Can we reverse the damage that has been done? I believe so. It's going to require a tough group of people to go in there, like Reagan's administration, that level of skilled um, swamp drainers. Can we undo the damage that has been done in such a short period of time with this current regime? Well, this is a longer question uh, to answer then i've got time to we have five minutes left right i'd love to come back to it um let me just say uh, you mentioned blue dog democrats i I had the privilege before working for that swamp draining reagan team of working for a guy who uh, was not a blue dog exactly he was a scoop jackson democrat Uh uh-huh in fact he was scoop jackson (laughs) <laughs> and I learned much of what I know about the world from uh, sitting at his feet. And the thing that I, I often reflect upon is the high revolutions per minute he must be spinning at as in his grave. He uh looks at what's happening to his beloved Democratic Party. And there were makings of it at the time. I mean, he was uh, he was uh, defeated for the presidency when he ran for it, which is when I started working for him back in 1976, um, because the left had already begun to take over the Democratic Party, but nothing like what has happened to it now. And uh, it's it's truly, as you know, Pete, this is now not even a progressive or leftist uh, group and not all Democrats, obviously, but the people who run the party are Marxists. 
And that includes, I believe, uh, the people who are doing business as Joe Biden now. Sure. Barack Obama. Uh, military styled psychological warfare being perpetrated upon Americans. The CCP's military now openly acknowledging that they're slow cooking the American population into eventually accepting surrender. Knowing that should cause everybody hearing our voice to not only go in the opposite direction, but to go back to what you've been openly doing and that is indicting them for their crimes being perpetrated upon americans they're at war with us and we need to war back mentally by being aware do we not we do you want to use those terms judiciously of course we're talking sure. about um doing through See, legal political means what we can to rest right. our country and you asked the question earlier can we get it back um look the hour is extremely late and uh, the the fix that um, is in prospect is what is it now? Ten months away, and I believe that uh, there is still hope, uh, assuming there is a free and fair election, that we will get a course correction. But it will be even later. Yeah, and that, that warring. And there's a lot of uh, rough water, I believe, ahead in between. Uh, remaining minute that we have here, warring back, just knowing. You don't actually have a minute. I'm gone. You are. You are Pete, gone, sir. Thank you. Thank you God very call. much. God yep. bless you. Thank Great you. With God you. bless you, too. Again next week. Frank Gaffney. Uh, I absolutely love the segments with him. I, you know, I, I need to spe- schedule a special segment with him to spend uh, more time with him on our show, uh, on our main show with Frank Gaffney Jr. Love uh, his weekly segments. Share this far and wide. When I say war back, we must be fully well aware of what uh, in this fifth generational styled warfare is being perpetrated upon us. We have to fight back, just being aware of what they're doing to us. Push back, never surrender, um, and recognize that they're at war with us. Um, be aware. Situational awareness is key. Knowing what's being done to us is key. And that's how we, we defend our way of life, our sovereignty, and our, our, our brains, our souls. Thank you, folks. Share this. To better outcomes. So by understanding the science in much more intimate detail, delivering a value product that is so different from anybody else, more effective, shareable, really tasty, all of these attributes are classic examples of true innovation. It's the most effective product I've seen in 30 years. So when we're stepping outside into seasonal changes, low humidity, sunlight, pollution, all of these things get communicated as stress on the top layer of skin that produces free radicals. And they're bad news for collagen networks. They're going to break down the collagen network and collapse that beautiful uh, tensile strength of your skin. And so that's how we end up with fine lines and wrinkles. Bella Grace is really an elevated formula. 
Bella Grace is better than the competition for very obvious reasons. First of all, we're delivering great collagen. We're delivering Verisol, which is the world's most studied form of collagen. So we're starting at a foundation that's really top-notch. So to protect your collagen against these kinds of assaults, what you really want is a nutrient that's going to specifically go to the skin, neutralize free radicals and do it really well, protect membranes, and also have some anti-inflammatory properties to help dampen the signaling that really turns up expression of those scissor enzymes. And natural astaxanthin in the Bella Grace Elixir is able to do all of those things. Every day you would have to eat six fillets of wild king salmon in order to get three milligrams of natural astaxanthin found in Bella Grace's elixir. But there's two other elements that we focus in on with our other key ingredients that are in the elixir, and that is astaxanthin and cat's claw. And the value of adding those two elements, in addition to the collagen, is centered on the formation of collagen in skin. So you activate all the processes that string the peptides and amino acids together. You're generating healthy, productive collagen. At the same time, you're also turning off the damaging pathways that break up collagen. So unless you take into account those components that optimize the process to make collagen and switch off the processes that destroy collagen, you're really missing the big picture. It's not enough to just consume the collagen. You have to link it all up and protect it. That's what Bella Grace does. So the elixir is really the perfect choice. It's shareable in a single unit. You get the right dose, so you're getting the correct benefits that match the clinical trials. And it also gave us the opportunity to have a great flavor. It's just yummy. What a busy morning we have had. You know, uh, as, uh, okay, so we're doing it, uh, we're doing it at the tail end. Lots, lots of information to cover, but all this tied in together from Frank Gaffney to Colonel Mills. Uh, our top news headline uh, is not only very appropriate, uh, but I'm going to present the case that, that, that Joe Biden, okay, through well, I'm going to say by by design. Can we say by design? Yeah. Would you mind me saying by design? By design, uh, Joe Biden has opened up the gates of hell. All right. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden has opened the gates of hell uh, in a couple of different. What's that? I said this is crazy. I don't know. You start messing with that camera, you're just going to have to go with it. Um, because well, I, have, I couldn't help it. It was all out of whack. It was. And I, yeah. No, no, I say go with it. I'm not nailing at you. I'm not just being, you know what? I'm going to get hate mail now. Pizza and Dylan is so mean. Oh my goodness. <laughs> He's so mean to Deb. No, not really. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. I thought the camera was supposed to be all 
ready, set, go. But uh, it is there. Yes. Ever. Well, first, first of all, do, do us a favor before we get to, um, otherwise we'll train wreck right into the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a quick commentary. I don't want right. to spend all of our time talking about Taylor Swift. This is Taylor Swift's new NFL. Yeah, well, I mean, I have nothing to say about her. Okay, good. Thank actually. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, her Excellent. boyfriend, on the other hand. <laughs> huh? I said her boyfriend, on the other hand. Yeah. He, he you know. I mean, but he's not the first person that's ever, ever uh, lost their cool, I guess. But, you know, the way he came up on his couch, that was pretty big news. And then, I mean, it just looked... It it just wasn't looking good. And then the outfit that he wore, people made a big deal out of that. It was kind of, it just didn't suit him at all, at all. Uh, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. So they they won the Super Bowl as predicted. So I do have to tell the story. I have one Super Bowl story to tell. And that is before the game even started, uh, you know, Pete and I were talking and he was putting it up on the TV and I was like, Oh no. Cause I mean, I really, I didn't want to watch it and I didn't have time to watch it anyway. And it was just annoying the heck out of me. But, uh, I told Pete, I said, this is how it's going to end. The, um, they're going to win, right? They're going to win and the chiefs are going to win and it's going to come right down. It's going to be a nail biter. And at the, they're going to be looking like they're going to be losing and the 49ers are going to be winning. And I said, right at the very last second, they're going to get a touchdown and they're going to win the end. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Cause it, I mean, the Super Bowl has almost become predictable, hasn't it? It, it's just what happens to every single game now. You know, what's predictable What is that every year, uh, I care. I don't care. <laughs> that can, you can pretty Unless much the predict Bengals that are playing, right? I will care as much next year as I did this year, which is very little. Yeah. Uh, because of the woke tardedness that has infected professional sports. Yeah. So sick and tired of it. I mean, you, you can't even. I remember uh, I used to look forward to watching the uh, Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Because uh, they'd be cracking up. They'd be the most yeah. creative commercials. Now I'm watching a bunch of pus filled freaking leftist metrosexuals yeah that was another thing the uh, super bowl commercials sucked i mean i was i was super disappointed uh-uh. in them uh and speaking of that we'll go on to our next topic um rfk jr's family went berserk okay uh his cousin one of the shrivers went berserk after they saw the ad and bobby kennedy actually had to put out a I'm sorry to him. Here's what he said. He said, um, he said, I'm sorry if that advertisement caused you pain. The ad was created and aired by the American Values Super PAC without any involvement or approvals from my campaign. Federal rules prohibit super PACs. Um, from consulting with me or my staff, I send you and your family my sincerest apologies. God bless you. So he put out a, I'm sorry that mm. happened. And, it, you know, the all the commies, the progressives, you know, conservatives now too, 
uh, they were all jumping on that, saying how wonderful and how great it was. And Kennedy had to end up saying he was sorry for that, you know, because, I, you know, when it came on, I looked at you and I was like, oh, my gosh, what is that? You know what I mean? Because Bobby Kennedy's always, um, he's always using his his father and his uncle as like, you know, I'm going to be just like them. And it is like not even real. It's not true. I mean, they were both anti-socialist, I, I believe. Uh, it, the socialism that we believe in today, they were not progressive, but, you know. So I don't know where people are coming off with that. But there you go. There's the Super Bowl news. You know, what's his name? Kelsey, way his manner in which he was dressed and then the way he acted. Oh, and halftime. Uh, it was rough, wasn't it? It was really rough. And uh, in the beginning, it, it smoothed out when the roller skaters came out. I, I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was, I thought it was spectacular. You know, it was a, it was a very, it was very showy. But you enjoyed it more than I do because you enjoyed that music. You were very hyped up about it. Enjoy that music. What does that mean? No, I mean, you enjoy that. that I enjoy all kinds of music. You enjoy Usher and Ludacris and all I those do. guys, Yeah, right? those are old schoolers. Uh, I didn't mean that. anything by that at yeah. all. I mean, you know, you enjoy that. Yeah, I, I don't want to be boxed into a corner that, that like, I mean, I, Usher and just because I, I've been a G DJ for my whole freaking life. And right, the only right. thing, you know. Uh, I mean, that I it, haven't really played is like Willie Nelson, you know. It's not my kind of music, but, you know, millennials were, I mean, that was pop. That's what pop turned into, and it's mm. the background of their lives, and they loved it. They absolutely, I saw people just absolutely going off the charts loving it for me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, aesthetically, uh, I think there was like a couple of things that were, you know, they put a couple of symbols out there, like the, the floor flashed the eye of raw at one point. Um, but I didn't, they, at least they weren't, uh, this time around, they weren't in, uh, what is it, simulating, uh, you know, blood rituals <laughs> this year. It wasn't quite as over the top as it has been in the past. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's okay. But, you know, yep. it, it was um, it was pretty good, and then of course there was a big issue again, once again on social media about the Black National Anthem, right? Yeah. Um, I was kind of disappointed in the entertainment all the way around. Uh, I'm going to come at it as a musician. Reba McIntyre was flat and sharp, off key. I can't stand her voice anyway. Uh, I'm sorry. A lot of people love Reba McIntyre, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, she drives me. That voice drives me crazy. Uh, the girl who did the Black National Anthem, I forget her name. Please excuse me because I'm just learning these things. Um, she was very sharp and flat, very sharp and flat. And um, and then, of course, Alicia Keys, who was hates, terrible, who hates white people. Yeah. Uh, said, you know, I mean, sang horribly. It was just terrible. Yeah. What's up with her Miss Piggy legs? I I don't know. Huh? I don't know. I was. She was just uh, like they 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 uh, 
they they crammed her in that in that red suit like a stuffed animal. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't like that. It yeah, just yeah. felt uncomfortable. And yeah, she was. And uh, then and then Usher was pressing his junk up against her. Yeah. You know, and that, that was just kind of I don't know. Well, but you know what? It wasn't clothes. overly sexualized. At least they, had which was nice. At least they had clothes on this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, they yeah, had yeah. on clothes. It uh, wasn't very, it wasn't like super highly sexual this year. And it wasn't over the top demonic. There were a couple of things, but yeah, you know, it's like I don't know. If for me, yeah. I, it, it was a boring. It was a boring Listen. Super Bowl. I don't like either of those teams, either one of them. Mm. And so, okay. But. Listen, let's um, let, let's please allow me to state as follows: Biden has opened the floodgates of hell. Okay. Uh, China and Russia uh, <laughs> do not respect the sovereignty of other states. I got to say something. Biden should realize that there can be no accommodation with regimes that uh, either seek the destruction of the United States. Mm -hmm. China and Iran, for instance, or regimes helping such enemies, right, most notably Russia, uh, but Biden should be supporting America's friends, right, mm -hmm. uh, to the hilt and, and seeking total victory for uh, Ukraine and Israel? Yeah. Shouldn't he be? He should be. He so continuing with existing policies is perhaps the most dangerous option of all. Those policies now may, may sound reasonable, constructive, and pleasing to the ear, but they have, in fact, created the disastrous situation right now that exists. Right now, it, it, it's a disaster. Mm. Biden has opened up the floodgates of hell. Although, of course, I mean, nothing can be certain. There's so much uncertainty. Uh, right now, we're fast approaching the point where, where as a you know, practical matter, he will not be able to stop China and Russia directly mm -hmm. and through proxies. He's just not going to be able to stop them. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to be merging uh, existing conflicts and turning. I mean, they're just spanking the United States. They're going to uh, basically turn these these smaller conflicts, merge them together, consolidate, and uh, set us up for the next global war. Right. I, I I believe purposefully, probably yeah, purposefully. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like, well, if we can't have uh, our way with the country, well, there won't be a country. So he's just going to destroy it, and that's what they're mm. doing to the United States uh, of America. Well, they, they are just—they're doing the same thing to the United States that they're doing to the Ukraine, mm. except for it's different. The outcome is going—it mm. needs will be the same. Okay. And so in Ukraine, I know I keep pounding this home, but I keep looking into it. The more people that are signing on to uh, rebuild Ukraine is incredible. Uh, we even have like, I mean, it's just incredible. Okay. The money that's being poured into the back end uh, to, to, you know, can you join me for the LFA segment? Yeah. I'm going to uh, title it uh, the Rebuilding Ukraine Industrial Complex. <laughs> I mean, it really, truly is. Seriously. Huh? But I think, you know, they're just, they're, and they're just letting the United States of America crumble. They they want disaster, 
disaster after disaster after disaster. When you look at how they're rebuilding Ukraine, it's all about the Green New Deal. It's all green technology. Uh, They are the test bed uh, for all of this new green technology that's going in there. Uh, Halliburton is behind it and all these people. I mean, there's so many people. The Clinton Foundation. I mean, the, the money is pouring in. It is crazy. And they and and the money that they stand to make uh, while, you know, they're the ones, the contractors that are going to be going in there and and rebuilding Ukraine and rebuilding their uh, military and building a military, actually, for them. It's it's going to be pretty uh, it's going to be pretty amazing. But the money that they're pouring into it on the backside, Pete. You know, and then they're coming and getting money from the American taxpayer by the gazillions, right? Billions and billions of dollars on the taxpayer's back while all of these corporations are all uh, pouring money into the restructuring, getting all of these contracts, including... Can I I ask you something? It's crazy. Can I ask you something? Sure. If all of these corporations stand to make billions and billions of dollars... Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't they take a portion of those profits and maybe supply the bullets that they need or so, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, why don't they, why, why don't they, like, they well, have a dog in the fight. Why well, don't they think, help support the stupid thing? Sure. I mean, you would think that all of these corporations would. Uh, no, but it, listen to this. If we're going to spend $100 billion on mm-hmm. bombs to go bomb Ukraine, mm-hmm. and then they're going to come back in and then rebuild it. That's Why not just exactly have those corporations happening. supply the bombs and say, hey, we'll not only bomb the place, but they we'll are. repair the place after the bombing. No, well, no, no. no. We're spending the $100 billion, and then they're making the money on cleaning up the bombing. Sure. I mean, they're making money by building the technology that keeps this war, war going and supplying the technology that keeps this war going. Yeah. And, and, and then they're making money on the rebuild. Yeah. Listen to this. It's a racket. Listen to this because we only have uh, five minutes left here. But National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, he he basically was on CNN uh, admitting on CNN Mm -hmm. that uh, they're trying to prevent all these conflicts from spreading. Right. Mm hmm. Um. And and Dana Bash on uh, uh, on CNN on their State of the Union show, <laughs> CNN State of Confusion, uh, referring to the referring to the war in Gaza, right? Mm-hmm. That they're trying to prevent from spreading. Um, but um, she proceeded to list some of the places to which the Gaza conflict is now spread, and then asked. Uh, you know, and, and said that my colleague Peter Bergen smartly pointed out that uh, this conflict involves 10 countries now, right? Mm-hmm. At least four major terrorist groups, right? We're asking so for isn't it. this already a regional conflict? Because yeah. they're saying, we don't want it to spread, but there's 10 countries involved. And sure. he says, uh, well, what I would say to that is that there are distinct but related challenges, he says. Okay. Mm. These people are just, ah, I can't stand them. Well, yesterday, can't just stand as the, uh, yesterday, just as the Super Bowl was kicking off, uh, Israel bombed the hell out of, out of Gaza, a region in Gaza. There were over 100 people killed. We know initially that over 100 people were killed. Um women and children also uh, killed in that. And the reason they did it 
was because they needed to get hostages out. They were able to rescue two hostages and and kill 100 people. But well, you know, that's that's something that I'm sure Biden couldn't relate to because if you get stuck on the other side of, let's say, uh, the wall there in Afghanistan, right? Mm -hmm. You're on your own. Sorry. We don't do that. We don't save... Uh, we don't save Americans yeah. anymore, right? No. Just leave you behind. Say sorry. Yeah. What's happening in the Red Sea? Uh, Jake Sullivan saying that uh, it's obviously to a certain extent it's been triggered by what's happening in Gaza. That's what he says. Mm. The Houthis aren't just hitting ships related to Israel. They're Hitting a lot of different ships from a lot of different countries. Yeah. And so we're trying to deal with the challenge uh, to freedom of navigation in the Red Sea, he says. Jake Sullivan says Jeez. we're dealing with those challenges as the freedom of navigation. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's a distinct challenge. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Can you please send us more money? <laughs> hmm? That's what it all comes down to. Right. He says, we're responding then. Of course, Israel is dealing with the challenge of Hamas in Gaza. And the threat from Hezbollah in the north. Um, mm. Mm -hmm. uh, although not his intention, of course. Um, uh, Sullivan confirmed the war in Gaza is already extended beyond the troubled strip. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The situation is actually worse, uh, of course, than he let out because Hamas leaders have fled Qatar and are now hiding out in Qatari diplomatic missions in Morocco. Okay. Oh, here where we go, Morocco, yeah. Where they are unwanted by the king and in Algeria, where they are welcomed by the regime. Yeah. Iran, therefore, effectively has operatives at the western end of the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. Right? In December, mm -hmm. the regime's... Is that, you know what? Seriously? Go ahead. Uh, hold on a second. I, I didn't mean to interrupt is this, you. I was just going to say that's okay. about Hello, who is this? Stuff. Is this the CIA? CIA, you can uh, lick my balls, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. See? See who it is? This is what I get. This is what I get constantly. Yeah, exactly. Hang up. Boop, 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 boop. Your little John Brennan is crashing and burning, all right? Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how we roll. Swear to you. The regime's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps public, uh, uh, publicly threatened to close off that body of water just as it has essentially crippled shipping through the Red Sea with terrorists close to the Strait of Gibraltar. The RRGC might be able to make good on what otherwise appears to be a wild boast. But Hamas operatives have also fled Qatar for Turkey, which controls access to the Black Sea and Lebanon. War, therefore, has spread farther than CNN's question to begin with. Biden's Afghanistan debacle of August 2021 was quick, quickly followed by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, by China's and Russia's fueling insurgencies in North Africa, and by Iran's attacks on Israel from Gaza and the Golan Heights. Mm. Quote, blood now soaks the soil of three continents. Says a energy consultant, an expert in the Gulf state politics, right? More will be spilled. Aggressors are now on killing sprees. 
and American policy is failing. It will continue to fail because it is based on a fundamentally flawed premise known as Joe Biden. Biden seems to believe that the world has not fundamentally changed since the Cold War, and therefore it is possible to integrate all of the nations into a rules-based international system, they say. Rules-based. We're going to get everyone into a rules-based system, ladies and gentlemen. It's woke turn it is on steroids. the world order. The new rules-based system. The world, new however. rules-based system. Rules-based new world order. Rules-based international world order. Oh, my God. These people are freaking crazy. People better get ready for it. Listen, everybody Stop. is rallying around China and Russia. I'm telling you this right now. It's happening. Mm -hmm. All right. You, you uh, apathetic buzzards here in the United States of America. That doesn't apply to our audience, of course. Right. Because I know you guys are mashing that rumble button. Right. You guys are not apathetic. Pathetic. Apathetic buzzards. You guys do your part. Right. Everybody's doing their. Uh, they're fulfilling their role. Uh, here in this effort, let's see. Um, let's see what we have. Because I know you got, we have th tens of thousands of people to come to the show. And I know all of them are saying, you know what? I'm doing my part. I'm not going to sit here and be a, a consuming, feeding info consumer socialist, right? Mm -hmm. No, we help propel the show by mashing that rumble button, clicking the subscribe button, adding value to our show. By the way, the more subscribers we have, the more value there is for the show, right? Amen. We have now, I got a report, 130,000 subscribers on our, on our Rumble channel, right? Let's see, what do we have? For uh, We're going to end on this note. Ah, the tens of thousands of people that have come in, 242 actually clicked that thumbs up button. Good. Yes, good, 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 good. Thumbs up. There you if go. If you haven't hit it, go ahead, do it now. Do it. Do it. We will be back uh, this afternoon for our LFA show, the Santilli Report. Deb Jordan's going to join me because we're going to go over the rebuild Ukraine industrial complex, <laughs> right? Yeah.